It's a new day and opportunity is in the air. This is Philip with Soul Insights and you are tuned in to Good Morning Market, where everyday businesses are empowered to lead their market with the latest market news, insights, and strategy. Hello everybody and welcome to another week and actually in real time, uh, another month of this uh, eventful 2023. Um, it's all about LinkedIn today, guys. So go ahead and uh, fasten your seatbelts. If you are all over LinkedIn, I still think there's going to be some cool nuggets and insights for, for you. If you are uh, not well-versed or particularly interested in LinkedIn, uh, regardless of your business background, I think that this episode may change your mind. And on that point, would love to connect with you on LinkedIn. I think it's the best way to get deeper connections with um, this community, this audience here on Good Morning Market. If you want to reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram, hey, I'm there and I will connect. But LinkedIn is absolutely where I feel like we can all learn from each other on the deepest levels. And, and that's the theme of today's episode. So reach out to me on LinkedIn. And let me know either through LinkedIn or email as always what kind of guests you would most like to hear from. Um, this podcast is only viable if it's valuable to you and it's only viable if you hear the voices and the insights and the experiences and the stories that help you uh, be better at writing your own story. So with that being said, who are we speaking with today? We're talking all about LinkedIn and though it's not her only forte, it is certainly one of her fortes. That person being Lisa Conda. Um, she is with LK Advisors and we are going to be talking LinkedIn, LinkedIn, LinkedIn uh, across all facets of this very powerful platform and what it can do for your business first. Let's go into the economy. Let's talk about the market roundup. The first piece of news coming to us from the market roundup is from CNBC. The headline is U.S. GDP rose at a 1.1% pace in the first quarter as signs build that the economy is slowing. From the article, gross domestic product rose at a 1.1% annualized pace in the first quarter below the 2% 2 estimate. Slumping inventories and a general decline in private investment held back early year gains. Inflation was higher than expected in the quarter, with the PCE price index rising 4.2% against the estimated 3.7%. And then our next piece of insights comes from the conference board, some analysis via an article. The headline on that article being, Wage Gains Remained Elevated. From the article, the Employment Cost Index report showed that compensation growth for private industry workers slowed in Q1 2023 to 4.8% growth over the past year from the 5.1% in Q4 of 2022. However, it remains elevated compared to pre-pandemic growth rates of 2.3 to 2 to 3% rather and has not cooled much over the last few quarters. The drop in compensation growth was mostly driven by weaker growth in benefits, which fell and now stands at 4.3% from the 4.8% in Q4 2022. Wage growth for private industry workers remained at 5.1% year over year, but it has fallen from its high of 5.7% back in Q2 of 2022. Ladies and gentlemen, that is your economic wrap up from the past week. If y'all know me, you obviously know I like podcasts, but my favorite uh, 
social media channel is LinkedIn. I met this this guest that we now have before us now at a networking event. I heard that she was a digital marketing expert and more specifically amazing at helping people like myself with social media. And then LinkedIn happened to be one of the uh, channels in which she was most well-versed. So I was like, okay, one day we've got to get on each other's radars and now I get to have her on the podcast so she can drop knowledge on us. Who is this lady that I'm I'm teeing up? This is Lisa Kanda, CEO of LK Advisors. She's a, a marketing strategist, speaker, facilitator, and trainer who focuses on helping businesses and entrepreneurs learn how to establish and grow their online presence to get visible, connect with their ideal client, and use their digital real estate in a strategic, effective way to get results. We've talked about that on this podcast, by the way, and we need to get better and better about that every day. Um, Lisa's approach is to demystify the ever-changing digital landscape. Lord knows that's the truth. To make it easy to understand while sharing proven, actionable tools and tips, this is the lady herself. How are you doing, Lisa? Welcome to Good Morning Market. Well, thank you, Philip. That was a very, ni very nice introduction, and I appreciate you having me here. And I'm excited to just share whatever I can to uh, help your audience really use LinkedIn to the best uh, to their business and, and see great results. And like, you know, um, this is not the only thing you do, but you've been very prominent on LinkedIn. You're uh, an educator on LinkedIn. You have a lot of curriculum that you put out there and you have paid curriculum, free curriculum. LinkedIn is a tool that um, I, I constantly for years have met people in the Savannah area and we're, it's, it's a unique market. You know, everybody wants to do business through Facebook. So when I started talking LinkedIn back from my days in college and then in Atlanta, it was interesting to see how LinkedIn is kind of viewed in this community. So it's really uh, cool for you to be able to maybe shed some light on some of the missed opportunities out there today. But uh, I do want to, you know, just something to start off with something a little bit easier than the inner workings of secret sauce of LinkedIn marketing. Um, I, I'd snooped on you and I see that you've been to more than 40 of these United States. I have not even been close to that, but I am looking to do a lot more traveling um, across, you know, domestically. Which one is your sleeper pick for the best great road trip? Ah, oh, thank you for asking. Uh, that was one of the bucket list lifetime opportunities when I got to travel cross country. And definitely the sleeper for me was South Dakota and Wyoming. I have to kind of put them together. Um, I, I had this bucket list thing to go see Mount Rushmore. And yep. I was driving cross country, was in Denver for work. You know, I worked my entire way through this trip, which was about three months, <laughs> uh, which is what we do, right? We, we as digital yep. nomads and folks that are location independent can do that. But anyway, I had some work in Denver and I backtracked. So I had to drive through Wyoming to South Dakota and then back through Wyoming again as I continued west. And the, the landscape is just overwhelmingly beautiful. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the people, were just incredibly friendly and nice. And and you get into it, you know, I'm an East Coast girl, um, mm -hmm. and we kind of get jaded a little bit when we're on the coast and learning mm -hmm. our uh, Midwestern and, you know, the folks in the middle, so to speak, and mm -hmm. just really getting to understand who they are. So it, it was landscape, the beauty of our country mm -hmm. that we, yeah. we just don't realize until you get out there and see how wide open it is. And yeah. the people were just really generous and kind and, uh, excited to share what they had there so it was th those are my sleepers if you can get out in that area um, my one thing was i was not able to get up to the tetons in yellowstone because of oh, yeah. and uh you got to be careful up there because of snow 
and okay. early. So I didn't quite get as far into it. So that's my next trip, uh, Montana and that whole area. Cause I have not been there yet. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. I mean, uh, do you feel like you'll be able to get all 50 in pretty soon? I don't know pretty soon, but I definitely, I think it's one, an achievement when you get this far, put it that way. Yep. You know, it's, but it's gotten this far and you've seen that many states. I know, you know which states I need to get to. And many of them are that far Northern area, close to Canada, but I know some folks up there. So yes, I will eventually get there. <laughs> this time I will end up flying though. I don't think I'll do the drive. <laughs> That's true. That's true. There's a time and a place for road trips. Um, I have uh, little kids, so I have to be very, very strategic with my road trip aspirations. Um, segwaying, not naturally at all, but definitely the reason that we're, we're chatting today is uh, social media marketing. And so I actually had on um, a consultant from the UGA SBDC, uh, and we kind of talked on a more general level and mostly talking about the blending of you know organic and, and paid. But Listen, we all know who the beauty the beauty queens are of this conversation are when it comes to just talking about social media marketing. Meta, TikTok, YouTube, okay? Among small businesses, if they're venturing in small me uh, social media marketing or if they start to get into social media advertising, those will come up first. And it's not because LinkedIn isn't being used across the United States. I even checked some Pew Research recently um, from a couple years back, and you know, LinkedIn is a very prominently used social media, especially um, as you get up into like college-educated folks and the B2B world, but it just doesn't get nearly as much attention as these other channels. Um, I talk to small business leaders all the time. Some of them don't even have a profile, or if they do, they never touch it. What are small business leader leaders missing out on by not being active on LinkedIn? Well, number one, it's 24-7 networking. You can go on at any time that you have time and mm -hmm. do professional networking versus all the other platforms are more social. Not that you can't mm -hmm. do business on them. I mean, there's opportunity in any social mm -hmm. platform, depending on your brand, your product, your service. But in the LinkedIn aspect, from a professional standpoint, we're all time constrained. Mm -hmm. So it just opens up a huge opportunity for you to find your ideal client prospect uh, or to just be the thought leader for folks who need to hear your message in a way that works within your time schedule, not necessarily you going to the networking meeting in person. We know those are valuable, but yeah. you can you, you can definitely augment what you do with LinkedIn. Um, and as an aside, because I, I want to point out something really important for people yeah. listening. Since the pandemic, LinkedIn has increased its membership by over 200, 000, uh, 200 million people. So the pandemic has made this huge oh shift and people who are now active and uh, have the mem you know, have their profile on LinkedIn, that's huge. So we're I at mean, almost 900 million people, which yeah, you know, against the other platforms doesn't yeah. sound a lot, but in the LinkedIn world, when you talk about that kind of growth in that short amount of time, yeah. that means opportunities there. I mean, if you're talking about um, at scale or, or percentage-wise growth, I don't know that since the pandemic, any of the other major social media networks save maybe TikTok can boast that kind of growth. And that's because TikTok's the new kids on the block. LinkedIn's been around for 15 years. That's amazing to have years, that kind of increase. 20 years when this when this podcast is airing, 20 years, it was uh, 2003. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and a lot's <laughs> happened since then. So Microsoft bought it out. But, uh, you know, the cool things that I, th I think this is a really good, like, 
uh, paradigm shift for someone who's just not on to LinkedIn. Well, here's the thing. If you think that in-person networking events are important and that's how you can drum up business, you're time constrained. You can only go to so many networking events. What if you could conveniently network 24-7, 365 digitally with a much larger demographic and audience? Is that basically like just conceptually, what could, how could you LinkedIn potentially be valuable to your business if you're into networking and that's helpful to you? LinkedIn's the best digital networking tool in the world, right? I agree because you're, okay. they're there, they're professionals and they're, they're going to LinkedIn because it is known as a professional business to uh, business network, not a, yeah. not socials like TikTok and Facebook and whatnot. So right. people are showing up for the same reason you're showing up. So let me take you to the easier of the two questions. There's two sides of this coin. Um, business to business organizations. That seems to be the way that LinkedIn is advertised. The easiest, most natural fit for, it's the same reason. Like um, when, when you go to an in-person networking event, they're probably mostly going to be more the, the business development leaders and salespeople who show up as opposed to the operations, accounting, and, and other such people. And you tend to have more business to business service people at the in-person networking events than you would have your retailers and restaurant owners and et cetera, et cetera. Not to say that doesn't happen, but there's a skewed um, leaning in one direction. That's kind of what I've been told and what I've experienced on LinkedIn is it's such a natural fit is if you want to sell to other businesses out of all the social media networks, the best place to go find them and to start to build rapport with them would be LinkedIn. So let's not, um, I, I don't want to skim over that. Maybe you could tell me from your experience and you obviously are on the leading edge of the power of LinkedIn for B2B orgs. What is the core value of using LinkedIn if you're a business to business organization? You can find the decision makers. So mm -hmm. the person that you may meet at the in-person networking, as you mentioned, that they typically have a certain audience that go, yeah. you're not necessarily going to get the person who will give the yes on right. that proposal or that, uh, that opportunity. So yep. in LinkedIn, you can actually have conversations and create that rapport and relationships with the person who's actually going to say yes. And then it goes, that person goes, gives it to the person who has to actually implement it. So I've seen that happen on uh, uh, different occasions, not only for myself, but many of the uh, people who work with me is yep. that they connect with that right person and they create a relationship. And before you know it, they're saying, oh, you do this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I said, well, I need to put you in touch with this person because I want you to work for us now. And then it just goes to the person who you would have probably met at that in like, you know, business development meeting who not necessarily saw the opportunity that the decision maker saw. Yeah. And you know, and it's funny you you mentioned that is uh, I read a very famous uh, sales book, uh, I'd say four, four or so years ago, it's called Combo Prospecting. And this guy was all about LinkedIn. He talked about making um, calls, emails, text messages, even, but then, then his secret sauce added on bonus was LinkedIn, LinkedIn DMs, LinkedIn uh, in mails, because he said, you know, when you're working 
the the sales pro process <clears throat> linkedin is that added secret sauce but moreover one of the toughest parts of sales is not you know we, we call it if you're just you know speaking very bluntly it's getting through the gatekeepers but you you know you can't just always get the ceo's phone and be able to talk to he or she like you might be talking to an executive assistant there's all these gatekeepers like you said it, with linkedin you can both find and then directly engage with decision makers that's a whole new level of of efficiency that you might not have if you didn't have linkedin exactly and i will i'll give it a little ninja trick at this point because you mentioned uh that author talking about the direct messages inboxing mm -hmm. which yeah. comes at a certain point mm -hmm. but i always recommend that you work with commenting on other people's um from you know posts or whatever yeah. because those decision makers <clears throat> are in there talking mm -hmm. and then when you can start a conversation in those comments it's almost like you're at that networking event and somebody brought up this conversation and you're all chatting around you know the three or four of you and before yep. you know it you've created this rapport with someone in a very non-invasive you know communication then it can move to that dm and whatever mm -hmm. because then you they already know, you're on their radar screen and the key thing is very few people do it so you're going to yeah. stand out you know yeah. that's the important thing so that's a real new thing i think most people have not really implemented that can be a game changer in connecting with the right person right uh, actually genuinely building relationship rapport the organic way like you said a, a a softer start would be a thoughtful engagement on a post for example versus going straight to the their inbox and and trying to set up a meeting so yeah i i've heard uh and it makes the most sense, intuitive sense. That's the way I respond. I get all kinds of DMs on LinkedIn for people I've never heard of, and they immediately go to the pitch. And it's just, you know, sometimes I, I'll try to look and say, hey, maybe they genuinely have something to add. But, you know, that this might be moving a little too fast, as we say. So I, we, we, I think that I definitely appreciate that. I've experienced that. So now let's talk to our B2C people. We love them too. We're not, we're not making this all about B2B, uh, you know, services. There's, there's B2C people out there. So, can LinkedIn be viable to someone who has a business geared towards consumers? Yes, uh, of course, because even in a B2C in environment, you still have people behind the scenes that mm -hmm. need to work with other businesses. They mm -hmm. still need other services. So mm -hmm. even though you are B2C, there's still an opportunity there, whether it's they need a service that you offer that complements what they're selling and or you know the, <clears throat> the direct sale of a product just needs to be it's not it's not the same as a Facebook where you're not going to be advertising clothes or yeah. you know travel and things of that nature so that it you just have nuances in that respect but certainly there's opportunity in the b2c marketplace uh, it's just not as prominent and it takes a little bit more finesse than you mm -hmm. would naturally have to do on a different platform right and like uh I know from my own thought process is uh, a couple of exemplary brands that are B2C that I know are very active on LinkedIn and they're very successful would be one would be BioLite, which is a previous guest. I was able to interview Jessalyn Rollins, found her through LinkedIn, and um, they are a food and beverage. You know, they, they make a they make a beverage that you'll find in retail stores, but they've been very active on LinkedIn for years and years and years. And it seems like what they're doing. Um, and my, from my estimation, is they promote when they're going to be at uh, convention centers because they're also selling to other businesses to get through into new supply chains. 
They do it for recruitment. They go to they do it to establish and strengthen their brand. They do it for general press, and they you know they they do it to uh, for all of the back end and stuff. And I'm sure that they do it to engage with and find new trusted vendors and partners. You know, it's the same somewhat of the same thing that I see with uh, Black Rifle Coffee Company, but Black Rifle Coffee Company more so uses it to. Uh, talk about their mission cause where they all the things they do for veterans and active military and leos when it comes to their nonprofit benevolent uh, charity stuff so they're doing a lot of pr and publicity around that and and um they seem like they so like there's other uh other than like that straight sales thing it seems like where the b2c guys can really shine with linkedin i think a perfect another example is right here in savannah with the savannah bananas and jesse True. I mean, Jesse <clears throat> is hitting it out of the park, pun intended, uh, in his LinkedIn presence. Uh, mm -hmm. But he's not talking about buying tickets to a game. No. Um, he's talking about the business strategy behind his fans' first uh, strategy and and you know their messaging and what they believe. And it's it's amazing. I mean, I follow him, of course. Um, yep. And the cool thing is about us locals is that he responds to that, especially our lo the local mm -hmm. people. Um, mm -hmm. So. Clearly, I mean, we have a local example where, it, you know, that, you know, of course they're selling tickets mm -hmm. <laughs> and they're selling mm -hmm. merchandise. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're, they're not international now. They're a global company, but his message is, is just so much more uh, a, a different kind of message, but mm -hmm. promotes their brand and their B2C as well. 100%. I've noticed his one minute boost for years. He's simple, consistent, and I've gotten a lot of inspiration from him. So uh, speaking of personal branding, Jesse Cole, uh, I want to ask Lisa some about the challenges and the, the benefits around personal branding on LinkedIn. Then we'll kind of hit more of the corporate strategy. But first, let's take a quick message from today's episode sponsor, Soul Insights. This episode is sponsored by Soul Insights. Is your business looking to hit the next level of growth? For many businesses, they know they need to spend more on marketing, but don't want to simply shoot in the dark. They want a smart, data-driven path to solid growth. If this is you, then Soul Insights can help you identify, attract, and retain ideal customers. Soul Insights is a strategic marketing agency which helps small and mid-sized businesses understand their best customers, who they are, their shopping behaviors, and acquire new best customers based on that data. Oh, and it's all measured and tracked to ensure you get more profit bang for your marketing buck. Head to soulinsights.com right now and take the 90 second quiz to find your path to the next level. So Lisa, let me ask you, uh, I've been personal branding and I probably wouldn't have called it that back on 2011 when I created my account, but I've, I've been attempting to get better at this whole personal branded thing. In fact, I, I post 10 times as much from my personal account as I do from my Soul Insights company page. So let's talk about that first before we get into the more straight corporate side of this conversation. What are the chief challenges and then also the chief benefits of going all in with personal branding on LinkedIn? Well, number one, you know, the personal brand is all about you. So th there's a huge benefit to that and that LinkedIn really does promote that personal profile uh, a little bit more um, then they do the corporate and the company page. Mm -hmm. uh, so there, and we'll talk about the company page in just a few minutes. So the personal uh, profile is basically your online presence. It's so much more than a resume. So yeah, go back to those early years when you, know, you may have just added your <clears throat> account because some of us have our accounts out there for a lot of years and yeah. off and on we engaged in it, but the opportunity is now. So you need to look at that profile because if you just upload it as a resume, you've missed 
um, like over 50% of what that can do for you. Even yep. more so because LinkedIn just keeps adding more features to help you really elevate your personal brand. Um, yep. So people you know, do business with people. Mm -hmm. And that's the first thing you have to recognize. So the personal brand does come first and you need mm -hmm. to, and that goes with you no matter where you are. So, whereas, you know, I own my own business. You know, if you own your own business, you may be, you may be the brand per se. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. if you're an employee at a business, building up your personal brand doesn't leave when you leave that company. If another opportunity right. comes, it, right. it, it just adds to what you have. So it's a huge benefit no matter where you are in your, in your career, because you know, it's going to stay with you and help build on that. There's one lady, she's a, she's a young lady, but she's a marketing genius. And I, I followed her and I'm pretty sure she recently just got hired for a, 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 a executive level position at another company. I think that she probably got hired in great part because of how powerful her LinkedIn influencing status was. This lady's just dropping knowledge. She's, she's sharing, she's educating. You can just tell because she's doing it in real time experience. And then she's documenting and, and sharing her insights. This woman's personal brand, she was not the owner of whatever her company was, but her her brand was so powerful that it got her a job. And like you said, that, that could, when you think about that and you think about online conversations and networking, that's that's really what LinkedIn is. I, I, I too, maybe seven, eight years ago, I, I remember back when I first started using LinkedIn, it was kind of like my online resume so a recruiter could find me and then I would use the LinkedIn jobs feature, which I've loved for 10 years to find jobs. But that was, that was a long time ago. We're way past that, right? way past that they've implemented a new thing called creator mm -hmm. mode so that you know and i highly recommend everyone if, uh, to turn that on because linkedin has told us um that they do give preference to people who have creator mode turned on so if okay. you want to be seen and, and get your content seen out there that's a key thing they allow you to feature content now so that you can mm -hmm. prominently feature different content on your um your profile when people land there you, you yep. there you can add a video now to your profile so that when somebody lands there you can give them a 30 second video introduction i mean these things were never heard of you know three four years ago so they're yep. definitely stepping up their game on, on the different features that can enhance that personal brand that's the thing so just so people understand like go on linkedin if you're not actively on their timing and go to a linkedin profile that you see is like doing all the things look at their profile for 60 seconds you can get to know them better than you probably could meeting them at a, a networking event unless you genuinely stop to spend a lot of time with them you can see what their interests are you can see what their competency is you can see what their experience is you can get knowledge from them because likely if they're that active on linkedin they're probably trying to provide some upfront insights and they're going to have probably three different ways in which you can connect with them on a straight business and a sales engagement. That's powerful, powerful stuff. And like Lisa said, you know, there's, it's not just for the company owners, you can build that brand for yourself as an employee. And that gives you, that helps you be better as an employee, but also then helps you in the next job and the next job and the next job. So there's one thing that if people are on LinkedIn, for any period of time, they'll hear about this thing called LinkedIn Premium. You'll notice when you're on LinkedIn Premium, some people have that gold kind of icon next to them. You know, we, we're used to the kind of the Twitter blue check mark system and, and some of those verified accounts. You know, people might be looking at LinkedIn Premium and thinking, well, is that what it is? And then you'll see that the, there's these subscriptions, and I think they're quite expensive in my, for, for my taste, but like I'm a LinkedIn Premium subscriber and they have all these different plans. 
maybe, I don't know, you could take this deep and we could spend 60 minutes just on LinkedIn Premium. I understand that. But what are some of the chief value considerations if someone's like, okay, I want to use LinkedIn for business. I want to go all in. And they're starting to think about whether or not they should spend the money and time on LinkedIn Premium. Great question. And I get asked that all the time. So yeah. I'll keep it short and sweet because it depends on where you are and who you are in the business. So clearly everyone knows about it from the job standpoint and the recruitment standpoint. So LinkedIn yep. makes a lot of its money on that piece of it. The, the recruiters are on LinkedIn and buying that package, that premium yep. package. Especially so now with the economy the way that it is. Right, so they can find <laughs> you. So that's key yeah. in that respect. And if you're a, a company looking for people, you might want to purchase that you know, for your mm -hmm. HR department because that mm -hmm. would matter. Uh, as a business owner, they have two other premium uh, options as a business and then what they call sales navigator. Mm -hmm. um, the sales navigator is the most expensive, mm -hmm. um, but I would recommend of the two, uh, the sales navigator definitely has the bells and whistles that far exceed what the business, the other one does. So if you're thinking money only, you're selling yourself short if you're gonna make the investment because they're both, it's, it is more expensive. You know, mm -hmm. you can buy the annual plan at a small discount or buy monthly. Now, the first mm -hmm. thing is you can get a free month. So take mm -hmm. advantage of the free month they give you Yep. and play around uh but the key thing that linkedin has told us so when i say that i participate in many of the linkedin product developer calls okay the public so when I'm, I'm saying this by firsthand knowledge of product developers and folks in linkedin when i get into these conversations in these calls and whatnot so i pay yeah. attention to what they're saying so i can share this with you mm -hmm. and linkedin does say if you do go for a premium product and pay a little bit more mm -hmm. you do get a slight edge it's not that you can't do things organically without having a paid plan. I don't have a paid plan right now. I mm -hmm. buy it as I want to use it. Mm -hmm. So I pay month to month when I know I have the time because of mm -hmm. the expense. I'm like, well, unless you need to uh, save information, because if you if you don't keep your account, you lose uh, anything that was saved. Yep. That, what I'm using it for, I, I don't need to do that. So. There are so many different options that you can do. So the premium has its advantages. Mm -hmm. I suggest the premium matters when you have the time to take advantage of what it yeah. offers. It's like the gym membership we all have and, and we don't use it. Yeah. Right. Don't do okay. that. It's an expensive gym membership. Uh, but I recommend if you're in business development and sales, yeah. hands down, Sales Navigator is something you need to uh, look at seriously. It's a business investment that you would want to do. If you're uh, more on the uh, a business owner, entrepreneur, or someone who just wants to expand their network and find those decision makers, you want to get there and maybe use it more as as an, as needed to enhance your search, enhance your ability to find the right people. Because okay. that's what it offers. It just offers you a lot deeper level of search capabilities that you're not necessarily going to get in the free version. Fair enough. And, and so that I think that covers the personal side of LinkedIn. Let's pivot more towards the company side of LinkedIn. Um, it, it, I just maybe you could just give us like a quick 
maybe summary of the LinkedIn company page. So how should the LinkedIn company page be given its own love the way that LinkedIn has designed this whole system and, and community to work compared to the way you would handle a, a personal page as we've been discussing? Okay, so LinkedIn I was on time. It, the company page was the orphan, and LinkedIn didn't know what to do with it. Um, you know, and, and I established my company <clears> page <throat> before the search engine optimization alone. You know, your mm -hmm. personal profile as well as your company page will rank high in Google search. So, just for that purpose, you should have a company page because okay. you'll get found. Okay. So, but what LinkedIn has done in the last few years with the pandemic, they have given us brand new features on the company page that are much better for your business to use. So giving it more love matters because there's new features. Two really significant ones are the newsletter. So okay. now you can do a company newsletter mm. uh, and then, you know, share, you know, company newsletter and share it to your personal profile. Mm -hmm. uh, also there's audio events. So, you know, it's oh. podcasts, right? more like a clubhouse type of thing. So mm -hmm. you don't have to be on camera. As we know, many people are camera shy, don't have that mm -hmm. confidence. So you could do audio only events for your company and invite people to participate in a conversation that way. Oh, and the last cool. thing, I lied, there's three. Um, <laughs> you can now comment as your company, as long as you're an admin on the page. So when yeah. you're in the feed of activity feed, you don't have to always be your personal profile. There are times it's appropriate to you to be the brand. Mm -hmm. so that added feature is huge in elevating your brand presence by taking mm -hmm. that, uh, that pr pr uh, opportunity to be the brand in a conversation. Brilliant, brilliant. So um, one other thing that when it comes to um, LinkedIn that I've been actually testing and I've heard some thought leaders really commenting and, and giving praise to LinkedIn uniquely is LinkedIn advertising. So many of us who are looking into digital advertising to grow brands to increase sales and, and clientele, uh, we all know about YouTube, uh, YouTube ads, Facebook ads. Uh, increasingly, people are probably playing around with TikTok ads. You know, once again, not as many not as many people talk about LinkedIn advertising. So, what's your experience and, and opinion when it comes to LinkedIn ads for a business compared to the other options they have? And I tell you, it is again premium uh, opportunity. LinkedIn mm -hmm. ads are more costly than mm -hmm. the other platforms. I can so say that, down, yeah, uh, hands <laughs> down. And but you have to also look at the opportunity of the targeting. Yeah. Right, because they have so much more data. You know, when I tell mm -hmm. people they're filling out their personal profile, I said you're filling out a database that LinkedIn's mm -hmm. learning so much about you that they can now use for their advertisers. Right. That's the, one of the key things. So it's going right. to be more expensive. I mean, from my understanding, I know I've played around. And I will say that a little bit and just promoting some of my content and posts, not really doing direct sponsored ads that are promoting services uh, mm -hmm. because that's, I don't want to be that direct and it is costly. Yeah, so mm -hmm, I don't want to mm -hmm. be paying that level, but clearly if you are looking to invest in that, you need at least $5,000 a month. I'm going to tell you that right mm -hmm. now. That okay. That's going to do an effective campaign and you want to work with a LinkedIn ad strategist because, I mean, I work with a LinkedIn ad strategist because it's a whole nother thing just as you do ads in other platforms. If you want to do it yourself, uh, you're going to be selling yourself short and you're going to be blowing through money that you don't need to be if you're having someone, an expert with you. I will make one mention of, of an expert mm -hmm. out there. I don't know if you know AJ Wilcox. AJ Wilcox mm -hmm. on LinkedIn is a LinkedIn strategist and shares tons of free knowledge. So if mm -hmm. you're looking at that, follow him, 
read his free stuff, get on his newsletter, because then you'll be more informed of looking at this as an opportunity. So it works, but be ready to spend some money and know the results you want to get. You know, as in anything else, what is your real goal? And okay. I played around, but I, if I was going to invest, I'd have to really be serious about it. Yeah. And I've, I don't know if you've heard this secondhand or firsthand, but you know, I, once again, I've heard that LinkedIn is a, a prime tool because like you said, they just have so much more targeting abilities based off the abundance of data when you're going after uh, targets through LinkedIn versus other channels. Uh, that said, it sounds like there's a, there's a higher threshold for buy-in to access that greater targeting power. Do you hear firsthand or secondhand that the results are that much sweeter than if someone was going to do something through Google or Facebook per se? It, it, there are so many, it depends in that. So I know, it's okay. <laughs> but it, it does depend in what your products and services, how yeah. you're targeting, who your target audience is, because as you know, the goals for each of these platforms can vary based on yes. the data you have and the opportunity. So if you're really looking to uh, connect with those decision makers that we talked about, mm -hmm. you know, that's what LinkedIn offers you is that you can find the right people to get in front of. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas it's much more of a needle in a haystack trying to do that on YouTube or mm -hmm. Facebook from my experience. Yeah. Very good point. So, you know, I, I have been on LinkedIn for a long time and I learned quite a bit. So folks listening, um, you know, I think that you really open up our eyes to LinkedIn. And like I said, it's a very nuanced, multifaceted, versatile community. And like I said, it's a I was told to treat LinkedIn one time as a as a huge, never-ending business conference. Then you add on top of that the one-on-one -on -one engagement, and then you add on top of that the advertising, and then you add on top of that the, the sales and recruiting power. I mean, LinkedIn truly is a money-making tool if you are a person like lisa or you have a person like lisa who can help guide you through that so speaking of which you do these fast track classes in which you can take people through boot camps to get them uh, on the path to using linkedin to to their best advantage um i believe you have one come up pretty soon how can people learn more about that and connect with you and lk advisors well, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to share this with everyone. Uh, if you can come to my website, lisacanda.com, L-I-S-A-K-A-N-D-A.com, uh, and learn more about uh, my upcoming programs, as well as my uh, free offering. Uh, I do have something that you can get. It's called my LinkedIn Less Is More Worksheet. Okay. And the reason why it's labeled that, uh, it's literally come out of organically what I was doing. So the mm -hmm. background on it is for about a year to year and a half, I had come up with my own system because mm -hmm. just like you, I have not been consistent on LinkedIn. It's mm -hmm. not that I, you know, I mean, I've had my pla uh, profile since 2006. Mm -hmm. So I've been on and off and on and off over the years, but clearly in the last good, maybe five years, been much more consistent. And then right before the pandemic hit, it was about a year or so that I had come up with a system that worked. And what people tell me all the time is they don't have enough time. Now, we all know right. it's not our priority, yeah. but you know, not enough time. And what do I do strategically to get the best return on that time? I came up with a system and then I put it down on paper and said, I'm going to share it with everybody. So this LinkedIn less is more worksheet just literally outlines how you can do LinkedIn in 40 minutes a week. If that's all you have, I recommend 20 minutes on two different days. Mm -hmm. Here's the exact things you should be doing on those days. I time it out for you. I said, put mm -hmm. a timer on, do it, get in, get out, be done. You will see results from just doing that minimal. Uh, so that's what I highly recommend anybody who's listening is go grab that. 
uh, that free offering, the LinkedIn Less is More worksheet. From that, you will get added to my email list. I'll always be in full disclosure. You can unsubscribe at any time, but you will also get into my sequence of emails, which I am sending out about my new offering, which is yeah. LinkedIn Fast Track. So the other mm -hmm. piece of it is people in that time constraint want to get up and running fast. Now, there are lots mm -hmm. of different ways you can approach learning. And my approach is doing it with me. So I'm done with you. So it's a, it's a group Zoom call, but I'm mm -hmm. going through all the things you need to be doing with in person. So we get on the call. Here's the thing. Go do it. Here's the thing. Go do it. And you're fast track getting your profile and your engagement and your optimization done within a three week period, six sessions, three weeks. So when you yeah. come out of that, I, and I have metrics, well, we're going to show you from the beginning to end how things change quickly. Guys, I mean, that, that, first of all, you heard the word free. So getting started is a no risk, okay? And then second of all, she's built it out into which you can crawl and then walk and then run, and then you can go full-on sprint in a very digestible bite-sized order. So please go check out Lisa Kanda. It was lisakanda.com, right? Correct. Perfect. I'm going to put that in the show notes. That was Lisa Kanda talking to us about LinkedIn. Thank you very much for joining Good morning, market. Very insightful conversation. I can't thank you enough. I appreciate your time, Philip, and thank you for uh, asking me. It was a great time. Abs absolutely. Thank you. So I don't know about you, but certainly speaking with Lisa, just letting me know, number one, that LinkedIn being one of my top two uh, digital platforms of choice to work on my brand and, and then also to build my business is a wise choice. It's just a good fit for me. And it, it also gave me inspiration and drive to do a lot more than I'm doing with the, the platform because there are so many features that are a benefit to me. Let's talk about it, just a couple of insights when it comes to LinkedIn, what we learned from Lisa. And, and once again, she has those um, those kind of Kickstarter uh, courses that you can jump on board with and she has some coming up. Uh, one would be just the kind of the basic point that there are over 900 million people on LinkedIn. The profiles and the data profiles built out on LinkedIn are quite comprehensive if you need to find a needle in a haystack, as Lisa said, LinkedIn is arguably the best place to do it when it comes to comparing uh, social media options. So much data, and it's really about the people, and, and you can build so many relationships on there. So I think that when it comes to regardless of what your task is, LinkedIn has the data built out on a per-person basis to go very rich and very deep. So let's talk about a couple different facets. Outside of recruitment, obviously, which is a, a huge value, but not really the purview of this program, let's talk about the sales value. Especially if you're you're paying the, the very large premium for, for Sales Navigator, you can find the decision makers. Such a challenging task that never ends is getting to the right accounts, but more importantly, the right people within the right accounts. You can even understand how the organizational chart works, who are your tier one, tier two, tier three uh, decision makers and influencers in these organizations that you want to earn their business. LinkedIn is the place to go get that data, especially as you're working with 
more metro and larger size organizations who typically have a more fleshed out LinkedIn presence, individually and company wide. So the sales value in that alone um, is imperative. Then you go into the networking value, which is related to the sales. I heard it and it's profound and I think it's the way to think about LinkedIn. You should think about LinkedIn at not as a bulletin board. Um, it's a big networking event that never ends. So if you think of it as a, as, a, as a big conference or a big networking event that never ends, you actually get on there, you connect and follow the people that you genuinely want to get to know them and you want to speak to them. Yes, you put up your posts and you engage and you add value, you, you provide insights, but then also um, you interact and comment and learn and follow and, and engage with uh, people at this big never ending worldwide uh, con convention. It's great for sales, it's great for marketing, it's great for learning. Um, it's been powerful to me and I feel like I've barely grazed the surface of what you could do just from the interacting and networking aspect. And then the final piece is, is, is branding and marketing. There are people who do a great job basically becoming influencers through LinkedIn. It's like It basically is the button-up tie and, and suitcase or briefcase version of what you can do on Instagram or TikTok. That's exactly what LinkedIn is in the professional world, in the B2B world, in the corporate world. You can actually absolutely become a, a, an influencer. It can help you to find jobs, but really on a day-to-day -day basis, it's about uh, having a voice that influences and uh, makes you an expert and, and, and builds authority. Going back to you know even my interviewing of uh, Marjorie Young from Carriage Trade PR when she talked about the reputation matrix building authority there's lots of ways to do it but you don't have to wait for the gatekeepers if you're consistent on linkedin you can build authority straight through linkedin and actually find clients referrals partners connections just through that activity all, all that to say hey um get yourself on linkedin play around with it experiment it see if it's if it's a good fit for your company strategy for your personal career strategy connect with me on linkedin philip scroggin i would love to connect and I did mention one of my friends, Marjorie Young, past guest on Good Morning Market. She and Carriage Trade PR are doing the 10th annual State of Small Business in Chatham County. So if you happen to be in the Coastal Empire and you're within uh, driving distance or you even want to register uh, online for uh, that event that's happening this, this week, uh, I believe it's May 3rd. Yep, May 3rd at Savannah State University. That is a very, very prominent event to help people in this local regional metro area understand what the economic developments and wins are so shout out to uh carriage trade pr for putting on the 10th annual um, event of its kind i will also be there to do a quick poll and to attend the event so i'm looking forward to it myself next week what do we got coming up we got neil wilson who is the general manager of vaden automotive group we're gonna be talking the auto industry which is a great but also very very intriguing industry in terms of all of the complexities and challenges and competition and supply chain stuff and, and recruitment, there's a lot of things um, that the auto industry has had to navigate through uh, since, since COVID. And so speaking to Neil and, and leaning on some of his experience and, and lessons learned working for a very successful dealership group, Vaden Automotive Group, really excited to have that conversation with him. So I think you'll get some nuggets as well. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, uh, wish you all the best this week. And in order to lead your market, you must first hear and know your market market.